Rosa Gutierrez Lopez just celebrated her second Christmas in a church. I don't mean the second time she's come to church for Christmas. I mean that for over a year now, Rosa has lived in a church in Maryland where she sought sanctuary last December. Fourteen years ago, several members of Rosa's family were killed by violent gang activity in her home country. She was threatened by men with machetes and managed to escape with her life. When she arrived in this country, she declared herself at the border and applied for asylum. Border agents gave her instructions in English and released her. Because she didn't speak English, Rosa did not understand that she was supposed to appear in immigration court. When she did not appear, a deportation order was issued. But it was years before Rosa even learned of this. She has three children who are U.S. citizens, and she has applied for deferment of her deportation to stay with and take care of those children, one of whom has special needs and is receiving much-needed services here. Multiple times she has renewed this application, and it has been granted. Until suddenly, in 2018, it wasn't. In December of last year, facing a choice between leaving her children with no one to take care of them, or bringing her children to a place where their lives are in danger, Rosa turned to Cedar Lane Unitarian Universalist Church, which had voted to become a sanctuary congregation. They granted her request to move in, and very quickly this community had to switch from an intellectual discussion of the issue to learning what it means to be a living sanctuary. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through the Word. The writer of the Gospel of John is very concerned that we do not start this story with a baby, nor even with the baby's parents with angelic visions nor even with the baby's ancestors up 42 generations. In this gospel, telling about the arrival of Jesus the Christ starts before all that, before time, before creation. In the beginning, echoing the first line of Genesis, the start of all that is. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, God spoke. 
presumably God could have thought the world into being or fashioned it in some other way. But it is through God's word that all things came to be. Through the Logos that life is. It is this very Logos that takes on human flesh, the one through whom all creation exists, enters into that creation and becomes subject to it. The word risks being unrecognized, rejected, becoming vulnerable to live among us. Having Rosa and her children live at Cedar Lane Church has been an adjustment, not only for the family themselves, but for the community. Before they actually stepped into this reality, the congregation did not really know what the situation would look like or what it would actually entail. They have learned that it takes several hundred volunteers and thousands of hours of work. And they've partnered with a broad network of faith communities doing advocacy and on-the-ground support to make it all possible. Rosa has a lawyer and legal aid. The church also makes sure that she has a companion 24 hours a day, someone to keep watch and be near because there is no guarantee that immigration and customs enforcement will respect the bounds of church property. Volunteers being groceries and other necessities. Someone takes her children back to school shopping. Someone else meets them at the bus stop. Another person goes in her place to parent-teacher conferences. Reverend John Amanchi, senior minister at Cedar Lane, talks about how being sanctuary means growing in the capacity to practice true hospitality, in learning how to be in relationship with one another. It takes real work on both sides. For Rosa, the place where she has taken up residence is also a place of confinement. But she refuses to let the darkness of her situation overcome the light she has been offered in this community. She has a weekly video conference with and is actively helping to organize support for people facing deportation. She prays for immigrants, and every day she prays for President Trump. She prays for love and compassion. Rosa radiates hope from her sanctuary. Living as a sanctuary community, Reverend John Amanchi says, it does change us. It has 
changed us. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And lived among us. This phrase that we have in this particular English translation is a little tricky. It doesn't quite convey the deep roots of the Greek word skinoo. You might also hear it translated as made a dwelling or occasionally pitched a tent. The verb is to tabernacle. When we miss the word tabernacle, we also miss the resonance here with the tabernacle that God directed the Hebrew people to build. As they wandered through the wilderness, the tabernacle they carried was understood to be God's dwelling place among the people, a place where heaven and earth touched, a place where people encountered the divine presence. The tabernacle was a portable sanctuary through barren land. I wonder what it might look like, feel like, to say the word of God became flesh and sanctuaried among us. The Logos so desperately wants us to share in the divine life, to encounter, to touch God, that the word becomes one of us, comes alongside us when all seems bleak, when we can't see which way to turn, enters our pain, our grief, our fear. The word made flesh comes in vulnerability, enters our broken world, knowing that humanity will so often not recognize, not accept the outpouring of grace on offer, but willing nonetheless to be broken for our sakes, that we might find hope, that we might find in God a place of rest, of healing, of strength, a sanctuary. The people of Cedar Lane are continually learning and stretching. It takes a lot of people coming together as one body to really become sanctuary. Work is always ongoing. The decision to be a place of sanctuary was only the beginning. Now the commitment is to the next steps, the as yet unforeseen needs to the unknowable future, however long it takes. 
They are growing more abundant in hospitality, deeper in relationship with one another and the wider community. In offering all they had to give, they have been changed into a source of new life. If God comes to sanctuary among us, and if we take the leap into that relationship, it will change us. We will be asked to be sanctuary for others. We don't get to know ahead of time what it will take, what it will require of us. We can be sure we will need community, that there will be times when seeing the light will be difficult, and there will be times when seemingly impossible hope will flow abundantly. It will mean both safety and risk. It will take work and will stretch and change us in ways we could not have imagined. And when we risk wholeheartedly entering this broken world, when we sanctuary with God, it will be that the vulnerable among us find protection, that children have many caring adults to walk alongside them, that compassion changes hearts, that those who had nowhere to turn have a safe home in which to dwell, that ones who had been desperate become beacons of new life, God comes to sanctuary in our communities, in our lives. The word pours out the divine life that we may be filled with it. And in turn, pour that life out for others, finding hope and becoming living sanctuaries in the world.